You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Welcome to Never Neverland. We're going to bring ghosts from all over the world. Join us. Be sure to bring your death certificate.
Have you ever seen a haunted house? You know the kind I mean. That old dark house that's usually at the end of a dimly lit street. The owners haven't been seen for years. No one really knows why. The windows are broken and boarded, and the shutters hang loose on their hinges. The trees have grown wild. Their branches brush against the sides of the weathering house, making strange noises in the night. There's a high vine-covered fence around the property. Is it there to keep somebody out? Or is it there to keep something inside? It's a house that people avoid walking past at night. Strange sounds come from within the walls. And it's said that eerie lights have been seen both in the attic windows and in the graveyard at the side of the house. Our story revolves around this mysterious mansion. One night not long ago, two teenagers were walking home from a date. The night was cool and lightning broke through the sky. The wind began to blow and the lightning cracked again. Thunder rolled across the heavens and changed this pleasant evening into a night to be remembered. Karen held Mike's hand tightly as they began to walk faster down that dark street. The lightning struck again and illuminated the front of the old mansion. It began to rain. 
Mike and Karen ran toward the old house, through the old iron gate, and onto the porch for protection. Protection? If only they had known. Oh, Mike, look at that rain come down. We'll never get home on time. Sure we will. It's not quite midnight. This old porch isn't going to keep us dry, though. Trying to get the front door open. No one lives here. We can wait inside until the storm's over. Not me. I'm not going in that old house. I'd rather stay out here and get wet. There. Come on, don't be afraid. I'll light a match. This house is still full of furniture. It's as though someone still lived here. There's a candelabra. Lights and candles. Good evening. Who said that? I think it came from that marble statue. Mike, let's get out of here. The door closed. Can't get it open. When when hinges creak, creak in indoors chambers, and, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that that is the time when when ghosts are present, practicing their terror. With, with ghoulish delight. Welcome, Welcome foolish mortals, to the, the haunted, haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. Kindly step this way. There's no turning back now. You will not be harmed. But you, but you will not, not be released until you take, take a, tour a tour of my home. We have, have so, so few visitors. Live ones, that is. <laughs> Our tour begins here. In this ghostly gallery. Mike and Karen, too frightened to find another way out, obeyed their host's voice and entered the candlelit gallery. The gallery was a large room. Its walls were covered with paintings. As Mike and Karen stepped into the room, the wall behind them slid closed. Mike, we shouldn't have come in here. I I'm scared. I don't see a way out. There are no doors, not even a window. Here, in the gallery, you see rare paintings of some of our residents as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Even in this flickering gloom, your cadaverous pallor 
betrays an honor of foreboding. Your trusting mortal eyes tell you that these walls are stretching. But logic says, no, it is mere hallucination. Then look about you, examine everything carefully. Your logic cannot deny that this chamber has no windows and no doors, which offers a rather logical challenge to find a way out. <laughs> There's always my way. Lightning flashed from above the room, illuminating the attic area. There seemed to be no roof. From the rafters, a corpse swayed, dangling from a taut rope. A black raven flew into the room and perched on the bookcase. The candles Mike held went out mysteriously. Karen clutched his hand during what seemed to be an endless darkness. In a few seconds, the candles relit. A panel opened, exposing a dimly lit hall. On the left side were windows revealing a grotesque landscape frequently illuminated by the lightning flashes. Opposite side of the corridor were large portraits. And when the lightning flashed, these paintings turned into decaying corpses. We should never have come in here. What's that? It's okay. It's just that raven. Did it someone scream? We didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. Apparently, the restless spirit of an old nag has taken possession of that poor, wretched raven's mortal being. Be on your guard. It may want to better itself. <laughs> Come along now. Mike and Karen walked down the long, tapering corridor. There seemed to be a light at the far end, pitch blackness behind them. The hallway made a sharp turn into an eerie-lit limbo of boundless mist and decay. The furnishings and walls were covered with cobwebs. A staircase seemed to be the only passageway out. As they climbed to the second floor, they were greeted by an appalling cold. And this, as you know, is the traditional manifestation of the supernatural. I hope you don't have an aversion to darkness and cold. But you see, 
We spirits are sensitive to light, and every consideration has been given to our comfort here in this delightfully dreary place. Where do we go from here? How do we get out of this horrible place? This seems to be the main corridor. Let's hope it leads to a back staircase and a way out. Come on, let's keep going. Look out! Quick, in this doorway. Through the dimly lit mist of the upstairs corridor, a ghost-like figure ran screaming past Mike and Perry. Footsteps, screams, and the sound of rattling chains chased the figure down the hallway and faded into the darkness. It's, it's nice, nice to, to see, see the folks, folks enjoying themselves. In my home, every room has wall-to-wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. But it has taken time to give it that comfortable Unlived-in look. <laughs> the kids turned their backs on the corridor and looked into the room toward the sound of their host's voice. The candles Mike held again mysteriously dimmed and went out. They stood frozen with fright. They were in the old conservatory, a room cluttered with decaying flowers and plants. Broken windows in the room allowed them to see the outside. And there below was the private graveyard. Even though the rain was falling hard, an unnatural fog choked the gravestones. The rain was coming in through the broken windows. The air was damp and had a musty smell. Raven flew in and perched on top of a large box situated in the middle of the room. What's that noise? I'll light the candles. There. It's a coffin. Something's trying to get out. Mike and Karen ran out of the room into the dark hallway. They passed several closed doors as they continued toward the far end. From each door they passed, natural and unnatural sounds came from within. Each sounded as though it were trying to get out into the hall. Mike, I'm so frightened. Whatever you do, by screaming. Follow my voice. Because you have a very active imagination. That's good. 
They went into another room, dimly lit by flickering candles. There, an unusual seance was in session. We're about to participate in a seance. Madame Leota is assembling all the spirits who have been just dying to meet you. <laughs> Madame Leota, the medium who was chanting the plaintive incantations, was quite unique. She was truly a disembodied spirit, a mere talking head inside a misty crystal ball. As she invoked the spirits, objects floated about the room in response to her supplications. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourines. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. Something's moving there in the corner. It looks like smoke. There's another one. Come, Come now. We must, we must leave, leave this, this cozy little circle. For the, the spirits have received your sympathetic vibrations. The ghost host led Mike and Karen through another doorway and onto a balcony overlooking a grand hall. party was taking place, one of the strangest parties you've ever seen. There was a long dining table covered with decayed food and withered flowers. Cobwebs were everywhere. It seemed to be a birthday party. And when the birthday ghost blew out the candles on a cake, several other ghosts disappeared. They reappeared when the ghost inhaled again. There was an elderly lady rocking and knitting. When she rocked forward, she disappeared. When she rocked back, she too reappeared. Several ghosts were playing on the chandelier over the massive dining table. Others were waltzing while an organist played a haunting refrain. This is crazy. I don't believe what I see. Why did we ever come in this house? There's a door at the end of the balcony. 
come on. Mike and Karen entered the door and came face to face with a ghost dressed as a bride. She was strangely illuminated, and her heart glowed red with each heartbeat. The room they were in was an unfinished attic. And as they turned to run out of the door, another ghostly manifestation appeared and blocked their way. He was a cloaked figure with an evil, grinning face. A hat box hung from his hand. With each beat of his bride's heart, his head disappeared from his body and appeared in the hat box. We're trapped. There's no way out. Hold the candles. I'll try to open this window. Come on. We're in luck. There's a balcony out here. Watch your step. The rain's made everything slippery. The candles went out again. Just leave them. We're outside now. Everything's going to be okay. There's some steps down at the far end. But they lead to the graveyard. Come on, it's the only way. Our adventurous pair descended the steps to the ground level and began their walk through the private burial grounds, trying to find their way out of this living nightmare. They passed an old caretaker holding a lantern, too frightened to speak. His dog was cowering at his feet, and don't try to hide For a silly spook They sit by your side Shrouded in a blackish eye They present to terrorize Grimly ghosts come out to socialize As the moon climbs high over dead oak trees Spooks arrive for the midnight tree Creepy creeps with eerie eyes Start to shriek and harmonize When we go start to socialize When you hear the bell of a requiem bell Weirdos came where spirits well Restless bones etherealize Rise as spooks of every size <laughs> There was music all around them, and the sky was filled with wispy spirits. They passed a group of minstrels who paid no attention to their presence. One was playing a bagpipe, another a harp, and another a horn. And there was a hunchback playing a flute, and a cadaverish drummer pounding out the temple on a gravestone. A group of cats and a family of owls joined in with spooky hums. There was a king and a queen balancing a teeter-totter on a gravestone and a duchess sipping a cup of tea. And they saw a hearse stuck in the mud. The coffin had slipped out and its contents, a shrouded corpse, 
also was sipping a cup of tea. Behind the hearse on a hill, a group of ghosts were enjoying a bicycle ride through the tombstones. A huge masked executioner was singing a duet with a decapitated knight who held his singing head in his extended hand. There's that raven again. Ah, ah! Beware, my friends! Ah, ah! They may try to follow you home! Ah, ah, ah! Mike, are you sure we're going the right way? I think so. There's only one path. It looks like there's something up ahead. <gasps> That's a crypt. That's the one by the fence. It's the way out. Come on! Stay close. Did you enjoy your visit? I told you you would not be harmed. Thank you for spending some time with us. Come back again. Bring, Bring your, your friends, friends. If, if they'll, they'll leave you the story you'll tell. tell. I have, I have to go now. now. It's, it's midnight. midnight. Pleasant, Pleasant dreams. <laughs> for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeehaw! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. 
Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast.